Hey, sis. <laughs> S-I-S. Question, does that stand for silly, insecure snake, or shaky, inconsistent shade thrower, or selfish, inconsiderate, and superficial, or severely insane psychopath, or, <laughs> wait a minute, that last one don't even start with an S. I guess I just said it because it sounds right, like some of us just use cis because it sounds nice, throwing it around freely in the comments like white rice when you know you ain't really happy for the couple. It's the fake smiles and lack of true support for me. That's the part that really be getting me. If you don't fool with me, then just don't fool with me. But sis, don't sis me if you know damn well you don't mean it. If your sisterhood is served with a side of trauma that I got to work to get over, I'd rather starve because I ain't eating what you serving, sis. If I got to sit indefinitely seeking your friendship, if I got to struggle infinitely suffocating under this kinship, girl, if I got to sink internally second-guessing this relationship, then boo, just let me off the ship. You ain't even got to dock, my dear. I'll go ahead and jump ship. Plainly put, if your sisterhood ain't sisterly, just keep it. I've had way too much of your nonsense and your meanness. Of you lying to my Facebook, but in real life don't mean it. Of you sis, 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 but don't never pull up when I really need it. Of you loving real hard on a sister one minute, then dragging her for her edges the next. I guess blessings and curses really do be coming in the same breath. Your shallow, impolite stupidity got me wondering why you got no depth. Conversations like a kiddie pool, and I got the nerve to be confused as to why we can't ever scratch the surface. Like, what really lies beneath? If I uncover your heart, what am I really gonna see? Underneath those lashes into your real eyes, corny you filled with hurt and wounds if I look too deep. I'm ripping the band-aids off today, sis. Surgery might be the need. And if you let me be, I'll stand with you through your recovery, cause sis, I need you to heal. I'll say it again. I need you to heal, not just for you, but also for me. Believe it or not, you've been long ingrained as a part of me. Check your DNA and your history. Your festering wounds affect the whole. You out here spewing your trauma all over the Queen Bee's internet, and I'd be willing to bet that if you just took some time to focus and address what's really bothering you, your actions would start to stand up to the cis you like to use. That day, it'll become such, so much more than a trendy word. When you heal, you can see the divinity of truth sisterhood the way God intended it to be knit together that's how we survive on each other's shoulders well that's how we thrive hand in hand in intercession that's how we make heaven come alive right here on earth s-i-s like standing in solidarity, strong, impenetrable support in unity, solid, indestructible, strong tower against our enemy, sis. This is the sisterhood that God intended to be. And when we do our part, he'll be right there in the midst of you and me. All arguments have been presented. Now you got to decide which side of sis you want to be. We can all help each other, but the decision to heal is ultimately your responsibility. Choose ye this day for sisterhood. I literally have goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even kidding, y'all. Look, it's so hard to go right into the introduction because I'm like trying to process. Be you, be every, free. All that fire, you just, oh my God, you be hit free. us with some fire, sis. Okay, <laughs> this is MJ and the Word Podcast. I am MJ. And I am the Word, BJ Word to be exact. Yes, you are the Word. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Yes, ma'am. Can we <laughs> listen? I'm hype over here. I'm not even playing, BJ. But I, but I felt the hairs on my arms raise up. I was like, oh, she, oh, she is, she is going there. And like, it was so good. 
and you touched on so much. Let's yeah. let's talk about the inspiration behind it. Like, about it. yeah, you know what? I don't think I realized it until just now, but something is happening inside me. Like there yeah. is definitely a <clears throat> a transition, a shift, um, to where the more I become who it is that God designed me to be, the less tolerant I am for things that oppose that design and and things that oppose my purpose. And I think that is part of where this came from. Sometimes Mm -hmm. these relationships with women and with our quote unquote sisters are direct in direct opposition to who we're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And that's problematic and it's gotta be addressed. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's weird (laughs) because the spoken word pieces this season have definitely been more a vulnerable mm-hmm. space mm-hmm. for me, more more personal. So it's personal. I guess that's where this ain't business. It's personal. It, it, I know that's right. And <laughs> you know, or it's both. It is. And one thing I appreciate that you pointed out is we use that term so loosely sometimes, sis, sis. And I hear it all the time. And it's a term of endearment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but only use it if you mean it, right? right? Only use it if you're really sincere about, right. you know, you are my sister. Yeah. You know, and when I hear the term, I think like, okay, this is somebody exactly. that, you know, this is a genuine, right. Genuine desire to see each other win. Right. That's what I, when I hear sis and like, when I say it to folks, I really mean it like, yes. sis, you got this. Exactly. Go, go be great. And we know that, you know, it's not always, not always. it's not no. always that way. Because I think a lot of us have lost the divine definition of sister in the first place. Mm-hmm. Like this is a unity here, right? Mm-hmm. This is a oneness. This is a me saying that we're we coming from the same place, from 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 the same origin is what we're saying when we say that. So we so we put this weird spin on it mm-hmm. <laughs> to where everybody's just saying it, just throwing it around um, without even looking at like what is really a sister supposed to be? What was the purpose of of siblings? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, why Why did God even create it that way, that you're born into families? You know what I'm saying? And so it's, 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 it's odd to me that we don't know the origin of the word, and so we just throw it around, and we don't back it up in our sisterhood. And sisterhood, I say this all the time, sisterhood is essential to womanhood. It is. It is I, essential I to womanhood. Women need each other. Black women especially need each other. And we cannot afford to get so freaking distracted over pettiness and nonsense. Just be real. Just mm-hmm. be real about how you feel is what I'm saying. If you don't like me, hold the sis. <laughs> <laughs> that's right and here's the thing i'm glad you went there we don't always think about how much we need each other and you know we've talked about this before but i cringe when i hear a woman say oh i can't you know i don't like hanging around other women i don't like being friends with other women because we we do have certain unique experiences and just what we go through as women like only another woman can understand that Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. period only and, and that's why you know uh, you know, I think about one of the reasons I joined my sorority and I joined different organizations that focus on women is for that very reason. Mm-hmm. I recognized, I was like, okay, women are in a unique space in society, right? We're still right. dealing with gender inequities right. for black women, especially you got the race element to intersectionality. Right. Yeah. And I was like, it's really important to have that. And if we're going to do it then be sincere about it, right. you know, and there are times where, you know, you come to these spaces 
And it's almost like, well, this is not what I was expecting. Yeah. Like, and, you know, and it's not like that with everyone, but mm-hmm. there are times where it'll make you kind of question like, all right, yeah. I can do without this. What's going on? Exactly. <laughs> it, it, it's really cringy. It's very cringy. And it's, it's sad, you know, how hurt, you know, you can get by people that you expected to be able to lean on and depend on and then they they do something unnecessary right Mm -hmm. i want to point that out because sometimes you know we we have growing pains we have getting to know you pains Mm -hmm. we have learning pains we have oops i stepped on your toe i'm so sorry i shouldn't have done that but then there are these things that happen that are completely unnecessary like we you didn't even need to do that it's one thing to pull a sister to the side and say girl you're slip hanging let me go to the bathroom with you and fix it mm-hmm. i'm gonna walk behind you and cover you so nobody can see it i know we don't wear slips no more that's an old school thing but <laughs> if you don't know what a slip is just google it okay <laughs> if, you, if you're young getting young but it's one thing so to speak to say sister sister your slip is hanging it's another thing to sit up and write it in the freaking comment section mm-hmm. it's another thing to stand up and announce it in a meeting it's, it's another, you know, like, because at that point, are you really trying to help me with what's going on with me? Or are you just bringing attention to yourself and also in the simultaneously trying to make me look bad? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. that's the unnecessary hurt and pain um, that we deal with. And I think some of it is just rooted in competition that really doesn't even need to be there. Yes. Can we go to that? Yes. Let's, yes. let's, 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 real let's quick. slide on over there. Because I think that's a big part of it. Um, I think as women... We've been taught to compete for certain things. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's her name? They, they say it in the Beyonce song. Uh, I can't think of the lady's name, but she's like this real well-known feminist. And she talks about, we've been taught and conditioned to oh, compete yes. for the attention uh-huh. of men. Uh-huh. And yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, it's on the Bow Down song. Yeah. yeah. And, and she's absolutely right. So at a very early age, mm-hmm. we are conditioned mm-hmm. to compete with each other. Mm-hmm. And we don't even realize, like, mm-hmm. Oh, you got to look this part. Mm-hmm. Oh, you want to you mm-hmm. get a husband. Make mm-hmm. sure you, you know, you got to stand out from the bunch. And so it's subconscious. Like we don't even realize that we're all where we have this lens up or not a lens. I'm sorry. We have this wall up mm-hmm. like, okay, I can't let her get too close mm-hmm. or, you know, yeah. and, and it becomes almost like this competitive yeah. side of us yeah. that we don't even always realize that we're being that competitive. is there right yeah. and 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 here's the the danger of it that is rooted in fear yeah that is that is a lack mindset mm-hmm. okay that is that is poverty thinking that is there's not enough yes for everybody you know I guess God didn't have sense enough to make sure that you were taken care of. Mm-hmm. All right. So <laughs> in order for me to get what I need, I got to stab you in your back and run over you. Right. Uh, instead of just saying, hey, we're going to help each other get to where we're going. You know, I lean on you. You lean on me. When we get to where we're going, we're going to be stronger. There is enough for all of us. That fear, fear drives people crazy. I need people to understand yeah. that fear is the opposite of love. So if you are going into this with a fear mindset of, I don't know if I'm going to get mine, then that's a problem. You're not operating out of love. And and so when you don't have love, you don't have sisterhood. It's gone out the window, mm-hmm. period. Mm-hmm. And it's sad. And here's the thing. like We want to be real clear. When we say sisterhood, we mean just camaraderie with women, period. Yeah. So whether it's a sibling. Mm-hmm whether it's a, Mm -hmm. you know, somebody you're in an organization with, Mm -hmm. whether it's a colleague Mm -hmm. that you work with, Mm -hmm. um, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about just bonding with other women Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. looking out for other women. Yeah. 
And, you know, I, I got to go back to the work situation, right? Um, because to me, and everybody's experience is different, but I have seen some of the worst, <laughs> like the worst um, come out of people in work situations, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yes. Like, yes, you know, when you're a part of an organization, I'll use Junior League of Memphis as an example. We go in with the mindset of, okay, you know, we're looking out for each other. We're doing community engagement. So we already have that mindset. Like this is an expectation mm-hmm. that we get along and work on this project as right. a collective. But at work, I feel like work environments are a lot different. Yes. Yes. I have seen women turn on each other and I'm like, in unbelievable ways, throw each other uh, under the un- bus, under the mm-hmm. bus. Um, and part of that is competition, but I think it's also part like environment mm-hmm, too, where mm-hmm. sometimes work cultures can bring that out mm-hmm, of people. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I've seen it show up most mm-hmm. like all the backstabbing yes. and the treachery. Yes. And I'm just like, yes. In, in work environment. And let's talk about that for a minute because yeah. you talked about culture in the environment. And, and <laughs> I need us to sit there and think that through who really benefits from seeing us fight each other like that. Right. Who is benefiting here? Okay. Um, it's like a pack of dogs fighting over one little bone. Mm-hmm. Who's benefiting from that? It's not the dogs and it's not the bone. Okay. It's probably the person making money off the dogs. I just said something right there. You did. I just said something right you there. Did. If it's a dog fight going on and they throw a bone out there and the dogs up here killing each other over the bone, nobody is benefiting from that except for the people who are making money off the dogs. Let me make it clear because I'm not talking about dogs, okay? If you and your sisters are at work and here y'all go with this cat fighting and this, and this you know, name calling and this backstabbing and throwing each other under the bus trying to raise up, you know, go up a corporate ladder, so to speak, you're not benefiting from that. No. You really are not. Nobody's benefiting except for the people who are making money off of you. Right. And that's your job. That's the owner. That's the supervisor. That's the one standing back at peace while they're watching you sit up here fight over something that you probably won't even get anyway. That part. And, like, you know, I, I have mixed feelings about rea- certain reality TV shows. And oh. uh, that, that when you were talking about that, that made me think, like, okay, you have all these women fighting on these mm-hmm. shows. And, mm-hmm. you know, but who's really making money who's off Who's making that? money off of it? Yep. The producers, mm-hmm. the executive directors. The studio. The studios. The networks. The networks. Mm-hmm. Like, that's exactly what mm-hmm. they want, mm-hmm. right? And Why I know the that, actors are getting crumbs. They, right. That's their job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's their job is to show up and, you know, oh, mm-hmm. girl, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. <laughs> get into arguments um, and kind of put on that performance. Mm-hmm. But you're absolutely right. Yep. Like some people want that. And that's another thing we have to realize is that when we do um, allow ourselves to fall victim to, oh, OK, you know, this this tension, you know, there are people watching who, who want to see us at odds. Right. Don't give them the satisfaction. Exactly. Like, I I, I just, I can't even Mm -hmm. fathom Mm -hmm. sometimes, like, how we allow ourselves to get to that point. And, you know, other people sitting back watching, like, oh, girl, did you see what happened? What went down with them? Exactly. Like, don't don't give people that satisfaction. It it weakens us. It It does. And and it damages us as a unit in so many different ways. And and it makes us very, look very hypocritical. It does. You know, when one minute we all cis and black queen and black women are this and and then the next minute you dragging somebody for how they wore their hair at their wedding oh get out of here can we talk about that please please simone bile i am (laughs) so sorry that sister had to deal with that my god i'm like 
This woman just got married. It's crazy. That's supposed to be one of the happiest days of your life, right? She mm, looked mm, mm. beautiful. I loved her I, dress. I thought it was great. I know she had like a nice, simple dress. She, I think she paid less than $200 for it. I, I remember looking at it. It wasn't much. Mm-hmm. They got married at the courthouse. Mm-hmm. They didn't have a big, extravagant, over-the-top wedding. Mm-hmm. And it was just beautiful. Her and her husband, they're just mm-hmm. cute as can be. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about her edges. Are we serious? I was like, what does that, this woman just got married to the love of her life, and that's what we're focused that's on? That's what we're focused on. And you know what, MJ, I always, it, it, it's two things. First of all, it's sad that she even had to come and say, y'all, I'm in the Texas heat, right? Or wherever right. she is. Like, when I step out it's the hot. house, humidity, okay? It's, it's crazy that she even had to say that. But then I always wonder, who is the power that be that puts this into the air? how does it get so popular? Because mm-hmm. comments get lost. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, where did this originate? And then I'm wondering if it's even us. Is this originating with us, or are we just constantly taking the bait, man? Some of these trolls and bots and all yes. of this. If I, I, Okay, I hate to sound like a conspiracy theorist, <laughs> but the media, for a very long time, you know, history proves that, that they shape narratives, and they, they control what you see, and they paint the picture that you that they want you to see of certain things you know how we all used to think about the continent of africa like it was one place with all starving people with flies and that's all we saw for so long until we started to dig deeper and i don't think the narrative is being any less controlled on social media Mm -hmm. than it was in mainstream media but why do we keep freaking taking the bait like why do we give that so much air yeah. That we just breathe on it and, sh- oh, yeah, that's true. And then you got to repeat it over and over and over. It, what level of hurt is that? Mm-hmm. That that's what you see and that's what you repeat and that's what you share and that's what you get a ha-ha-ha moment out of um, making somebody else feel terrible. Yeah. Or trying to, at least. I agree with you. And the thing is, like you said, it's always been there. Um but social media, I think, has taken it to the next level. It's the worst. You see so many hateful comments. Keyboard courage. Keyboard keyboard courage. Twitter thugs. Twitter fingers. Twitter thumbs. Yeah. What all all of it? I'm like, I I think it has just, in some ways, like I have a love hate relationship with social media. I think we've established mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. I, I'm on there because I have to be as a business owner. Mm-hmm. But if I I didn't if I didn't own a business, y'all, I probably would not be on social media much at all. Yeah. I would check it once a week and be done with it. Yeah, yeah. Um, just because over the years I've watched it become something where I'm like, what is this? Mm-hmm. Like when Facebook first started, I remember I was in college, and it was like, oh, okay, this is cool. You can like upload a picture. You can comment on you know but then you know facebook went to the next level and then you have twitter instagram and all Mm -hmm. those different platforms snapchat Mm -hmm. and i just watched it become something where Mm -hmm. i just saw people constantly Mm -hmm. tearing each other Mm -hmm. down Mm -hmm. and i was like this is just this ain't it but you know what it's um it's sad tabitha brown was kind of talking about social media the other day she made a video about how it really can be useful and helpful to you if you use it properly. And, and you know, that just made me think about even just what you were saying, because I get so frustrated with it sometimes. But uh, these platforms are nothing more than seeds. Right. The thing is, what's up with the soil? Are you mm. a place where that crap can be planted in and grow? Are you watering that? You know, are you feeding that? And so it's really about what you do with it. You know, like like I said, we take the bait. Mm-hmm. We take the bait. So I, 
the comment section is something that we don't have to feed into. Just because it's there doesn't mean you have to feed into it. And there has to be something going on on the inside of the individual in order for them to respond that way in the first place. And that was what I was, that was to my point. Social media has grown into something that it wasn't before. We've also grown into, come to a very unhealed place as a, as a people, just even as a nation, as a world. Okay. We have a lot more internal wounds going on that people just simply are not dealing with. So we're seeing things all over the place that are not what we saw growing up, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And I think, Social media is where it gets put on display. It does get put on display. And you know what? Admittedly, as an empath, sometimes like it breaks my heart. Mm -hmm. I know. It breaks my heart to see, you know, especially we're talking about women and sisterhood. But to see women, when they start getting on those comments, like, girl, look at your feet. Look at this. You need a pedicure. You need a manicure. You ain't got your wigs. You you that macaroni and cheese. (laughs) Just everything. Why we got to be so mean? Yeah. And I, I mentioned this in a video that I haven't even released yet, but there's a difference between accountability and condemnation. Yes. They're not the same. They're there's not. a difference between accountability and shame. Those things are not the same. So if I'm saying to you, um, you know, hey, sis, you, you, um, let me talk to you. You talk real fast on your spoken word pieces. So it would probably help you if you slow your cadence down. If somebody said that to me. Mm-hmm. Okay, I can take that. I can go back and listen to it. I can see if, if I can do that. You know, is it something I need to work on? Let me. But to just dra- start dragging my character. Yeah. Oh, you probably talk real fast because you used to be on crack. You know, people who used to be on crack talk real fast. I see crazy stuff like that. I, I've never been on drugs, y'all. Okay? <laughs> right. I'm just using it as an analogy. But people will take just a small little thing, and women will just drag it into something that is not, and then start going in on somebody's character. So what I'm saying is you can dislike somebody's talent or it might not be for you. Mm, I wasn't feeling that song. Mm-hmm. It's one thing. But then to sit up here and, oh, she a wife and a mother. She knows she don't need to be dressing like yeah. that. And that's just shameful. That is ungodly. Who are you to do all of that and then turn around and got the nerve to use the word sis and queen? So the one you just dragged don't count? The yeah. celebrity doesn't count? As that's not your sister? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's your idea of sisterhood is what you just did in this woman comments because you didn't like her outfit? Come on, man. Yeah. Oh, when you said the part about she shouldn't be dressed in that way because mm-hmm. it's ungodly, that, mm-hmm. that made me think of another institution um, where we see some of that unsisterly behavior show up in this church. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I know. Because I automatically thought about work. Because I saw like women, they'd be competing and it'd just be, mm-hmm. it would get really tense at work mm-hmm. a lot of times. But church is another place where some of that behavior shows up. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you, some of the biggest gossipers I've ever met in my life were, were at church, church women. <laughs> yes. You know, and BJ mm-hmm. and I are both women of God. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we go to church and all that. But we also recognize when there are behaviors mm-hmm. that are problematic mm-hmm. and where certain behaviors persist and uh, church is a big one. Yes. It's a You're big just one. a big ball of hurt Yeah, coming in here, dancing, shouting, speaking tongues, and then walking out hurting people. Yeah. You're hurting folks before you even get to the parking lot. Can you sit down yeah. when the music play and just hear from the Lord real quick? Because he probably will help you with the thing that's hurting you so bad so you can stop hurting other people. Yeah, You know, I talked about that as well. But that is a huge Man, I could write a book I could on, too. <laughs> on some of the things that I've experienced yeah. um, at the hands of uh, 
sisters at church yeah. and that's you know the denomination i grew up in that's what we everybody's sister so-and-so is how you mm-hmm. address people that's probably a lot of denominations where sister so-and-so sister so-and-so and it's like the bible puts so much emphasis on treating each other as sisters and brothers and then is this your is this your idea of that mm-hmm. <laughs> it's being rude and nasty and mean and and i also want to say this even about the accountability piece you need relationship before correction. Mm, yes. Cool. Come on. Thank you. Because, you know, the Twitter warriors. That we can pass. Come on. Because <laughs> you spot on. You need relationship <laughs> before you try to give somebody some correction. If you don't have a solid relationship with that person, you might want to be quiet. I got an example for oh, this. Please. Oh, okay. So Preach. just the other day. I was talking to someone, you know, and uh, we have the summit coming up. So it's the Inclusive Women of Excellence Summit. And it'll probably be over by the time this gets released. But anyway, um, there was somebody, and she's a business owner as well. And she was like, well, how does this relate to what you do as a DEI practitioner? How do, and you know, she just, she started going down this long list of all her questions but she was really critical, and I'm like, sis, I don't even know you like that. I don't even know you. Like, I'm not looking for unsolicited advice. First of all, entrepreneurship, it's inclusive women. Where it, You know, the market is diverse women. Right. It's very much in line with what right. I do. Absolutely. I'm an entrepreneur, and I work with women of all backgrounds. Absolutely. Why wouldn't I want to facilitate Absolutely. something where women come together? But she just started going down this list of, like, all these questions, and it really rubbed me the wrong way. But mm-hmm. then I had to stop myself. And I had to, like, remind myself, like, well, sis, I mean, you know, I'm going to toot my horn a little bit. But, you know, Memphis Business Journal obviously think I'm doing okay. Right. I just want superwoman in business, you know. And so, um, and sometimes, like, you have to, like, remind yourself, too, like, don't let people have that kind of power. Right. Like, what did yes. Eleanor Roosevelt say? Mm-hmm. Uh, no one can make you feel inferior mm-hmm. without your consent. Yep. And so when we do get in that space mm-hmm. where we're talking to someone who may be really critical mm-hmm. that we don't even know like yeah. that. You have to think of what Eleanor Roosevelt say, yep. said, because it's really powerful. And I had to have that moment where I was just like, I don't even know this woman yep. like that well for her to Absolutely. be critiquing everything in my business. And mm-hmm. I'm very sensitive to that. Cause you mm-hmm. know, that's your, your baby. You build that right. from the ground Absolutely. up. And I'm like, I got mentors and advisors. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And, and you know what? It, it goes, it reminds me of that uh, saying, your opinion is no better than your information. Right. You don't have all the information about me. You don't, you don't have any information really. And so you really are not qualified to give an opinion. And it's not even just an opinion. It's a whole critique. Right. And I, and, and I don't even know you and you haven't even tried to establish any type of bond or anything with me. Um, and then here you are criticizing yes. what I'm doing and you must have superpowers because you're criticizing me and simultaneously sounding very ignorant because DEI is connected to everything. It is. It, you can Thank make you. that go with anything. You really can. Instance. I was like, we're talking about women and supporting each other, women of diverse backgrounds. Okay. Is that not DEI? I was like, what? And have you not paid attention to the disparities in, um, you know, small business ownership amongst women and our fight and our plight? Like, girl. You, get out of here with that. So you, you don't even know what you're talking about. You sound crazy. But then that was a missed opportunity uh, for somebody to pour into you or yeah. even to get to know more about what you do, you know, mm-hmm. to, to ask the proper questions, to have to try to get an understanding. 
And I think that's what we miss so often yeah. in, um, you know, sisterhood. We're not even trying to understand each other. Mm-hmm. All I'm doing is looking at you through the lens of my hurt and my pain, my pain, and then I'm just going to deflect it off onto you. It, that's what that is. And, and, and in hindsight, I recognize that was part of it, too, because she's also an entrepreneur. Um, and I was like, are you projecting something on me? Right, because project, maybe you haven't yes. achieved what you want to achieve. Mm-hmm. And, and you watching me do like, because uh, y'all know I, I do a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm like, you know, I would never co- go to her and critique her business and go down this long list of, well, did you do this? Did you do I'm like, I don't know you well enough right. to have that kind of opinion about mm-hmm. what you should and shouldn't be doing. Mm-hmm. And plus, that's your craft. Yep. That's your lane. Absolutely. DEI and, and, and you know, anything that I'm doing in, in terms of working with different women of different backgrounds and creating a space for us to come together, mm-hmm. that's my lane. Right. So, like, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like, we can Chill respect out. each other. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, whoa. But, so, yeah, but it happens all the time. Yes, it all does. And you know what? I think that that is where it goes back to your point earlier. That is where social media has really given yeah. us this false sense of access and this false sense of authority uh, in people's lives. Yeah. Because it's given us that open door to critique people that we really don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I see you. You may be a celebrity or an influencer, but I don't know you. So if, if an influencer, just for example, is making a video about bottled water, do I have the right then to go in and critique what her child is doing in the background and then start saying, oh, sis, are you, I, I don't know what who told you, who taught you how to raise babies because my mama wouldn't even, you all off in something else. That woman didn't give you access to um, how she parents. She's giving you access to her selling this water, okay, <laughs> or whatever it is that she's talking about. And it's it's weird that we are now digging into people's lives like that in such a a critical manner you know and that's where sisterhood sometimes just goes out the window it does let me ask you this when you think of an example of what sisterhood should look like Mm -hmm. because you know you're one of the first people to come to mind for me I'll, i'll explain why um I have a lot of friends, well, not a ton of friends, but I got friends and acquaintances and stuff like that. I'm a part of a different stuff. Y'all know I'm like in everything. Um, but when it comes to, I can let my guard down. Mm. I could be vulnerable without feeling judged. Mm-hmm. I can just express myself. I can show up truly authentic mm-hmm. and know that anything I say will not be perceived in a certain way like Mm -hmm. I can truly be myself like to me that's sisterhood yes like I Mm -hmm. I think of you and Mm -hmm. I can think of like maybe just a few other folks I'm very Mm -hmm. like protective of who I confide in sometimes because Mm -hmm. I know people come with different perceptions and opinions um but for me that's what when I think of Mm -hmm. sisterhood I think of that like being able to show up authentically Mm -hmm. without fear of feeling like you're being judged Mm -hmm. um and just knowing that you can be yourself Mm -hmm. and it's reciprocal. Like yeah. I can be that for you. Yeah, absolutely. That is definitely my idea of it as well. I, I, I was talking to a friend about this the other day and I feel like uh, sisterhood is really a safe space when I'm at my worst. Mm, it's not about when that. I'm making all the money. It's not about when the business is running great. It's not about when I'm looking like the awesome person to the world. You know, it's a safe space when I'm at my lowest point. Yes. What do you do with that? What? How do you handle me when I'm at my lowest point? 
whether it's spiritually, emotionally, physically, mentally, what are you, because that's when I'm in my most vulnerable, right? Mm -hmm. So really it's a safe space for my, my vulnerability. Some of us are not even a safe space to, to say, you know, we don't know how to make collard greens. You, you don't even let women say, black woman say that. She can't say that, you're gonna drag her to pieces. <laughs> so how can we, you know, this is what I think each woman needs to ask herself, how can I be, make sure that I'm a safe space for these women that I'm calling my sisters to put their hurt, to put their pain, to put, you know, and, and even if you can't do anything about it, right? Um, even if you don't know what to say or exactly how to show up, but just knowing that she's safe there and free from judgment mm -hmm. and criticism and um, that condescending tone that so many of us can take when we're claiming that we're teaching something to somebody. Yes. That is a real quick way for me to cut somebody off. I know that's right. Yes. If I don't know something and you're trying to teach me, you claim to be, but you got to make me feel dumb in the process. Oh, no, sis, we're not talking again. Mm -mm, mm -mm. <laughs> we're not talking again. So I feel like that's what it is. And I feel the same with you. Like, I can be imperfect. I don't have to have a cape on mm -hmm. around you. I don't have to have a crown on. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to, always have to be telling me, sis, fix your crown. You can say, sis, take that sucker off and throw it across the room. We're not doing that right now. You just, you're, you just you, <laughs> just right? Just you, yes. And I think that's what all women need. Mm -hmm. um, but it takes being a healed woman in order to be a safe space for another woman. And it also takes being a healed woman to have enough courage to show your weakness and your vulnerability to another woman. So it works both ways. Yeah. I'm glad you said that because sometimes we'll – We'll expect friends to show up for us, but we don't always show up for friends, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's why it's so important that it's reciprocal, too. Mm -hmm. I can think of a very specific incident where I used to, uh, I had a friend in high school, and I would just, I mean, I would pour my heart out like, oh, yeah, I like this guy. He's so cute. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I would tell her everything. Mm -hmm. I would tell her, you know, about where I grew up. But mm -hmm. and just I knew that I was giving way more into that friendship than she was giving. Cause mm -hmm. I mean, she would not open up. Mm -hmm. She was like mm -hmm. closed. Mm -hmm. And one of the reasons we stopped being friends, I told her, I was like, I just feel like, you know, it don't feel like it's a two way street. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. And so I'm glad you mentioned that and mm -hmm. that not only do we need to be a safe space for others, but we need to also, you know, be willing to be vulnerable and yeah. share our ourselves and, what's going on with us, with others as absolutely, well. Absolutely, absolutely, because that creates intimacy. Mm -hmm. When I got your secrets and you got my secrets, then that creates a bond yeah. between uh, two people, you know? And and I think um, that is just so important and it's something that is missing. And one of the things I kind of mentioned in, um, you know, the, the spoken word piece is that, man, we would be so unstoppable, dude, if yes. we could get that through our heads. Like, yes. you know, we I see us as unstoppable now in, in ways, but we would just be like running things. We would. <laughs> oh my goodness. And yes. I don't mean that in a in a in a way demeaning to men at all. I mean um just owning certain spaces, you mm -hmm. know, we would we would just be so much stronger if we moved as a unit mm -hmm. and we supported each other and we backed each other up and we came in the comments saying, Nah, you're not doing that. You know. We or, or we just just don't do that. Just don't allow it. You know, calling that sister out saying, you know, baby girl, you need to heal. You got mm -hmm. some healing to do because you you obviously are hurting because mm -hmm. you're hurting other people. Yeah. 
you know what? And I'm glad you said that too, because I think about that all the time. Um, just even when you think about women in our society, mm-hmm. we we are a lot more powerful than we give our, mm-hmm. ourselves credit for. Mm-hmm. For example, uh, you look at buying power, right? Mm-hmm. Most of the retail products and stuff like that, that's women buying mm-hmm. of those products. <laughs> like it's like I can't think of the exact percentage, but it's like really high. It's like seventy percent or something like that. Mm-hmm. Even when you look at philanthropy and who's giving the money. It's women who are the ones like, okay, we need to contribute to this cause, mm-hmm. volunteerism and all that. Yep. So I'm like, just imagine if we said as a collective, like, you know what? We know how powerful we are. We know that we can support each other mm-hmm. and lift each other and take each other to the next level. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to buy from these women-owned businesses. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go support this sister when she does her show. I'm going to, yes. you know, it's just different ways you can show up for different women. Oh, we would, we would flourish like we crazy would. if we, really if we could get that, like in our, our mindset yes. that this is the way that we can really excel and take it to the next level. Right. If we're intentional about supporting and showing up for each other. Absolutely. And, and we just really need to look at our track record, man. Um, it, black women in particular, black women, we move as a, we, if, when we move as a unit, Oof. like look at, look at our history. Look at when we decide something, we, it was like, you know, perms, relaxers were the thing. Yeah. At some point they were the thing. Everybody had it. At some point we all decided we're not doing this anymore. Mm-hmm. And we moved to natural hair. Okay, there are still some sisters who wear relaxers, units, you know, I got crochet, all these different things. But we made it to where, hey, we are not going to be ridiculed or criticized or put down for wearing our natural hair. Okay. Mm -hmm. And look what happened as a result Mm -hmm. of that. All right. Hair care companies started paying attention. When we said, your products are not working. They don't do what we need them to do. More black-owned hair care companies started emerging. Yes. And they're flourishing now because we put our minds to this and said that we were going to do it. Okay? Black men said, okay, cool. I love your hair like that. Right? right. <laughs> I mean, they moved right along with us. We can't say it in terms of, you know, well, we have to fight. We do. We do. We constantly have to fight. But at the end of the day, when we do fight and we fight together, we are able to turn the trajectory of a thing man and I, I just feel like we need to look look at our track record and yes. see what we've been able to do and the movements that we have been able to create and the laws that we have been able to change when we all decided hey enough is enough yes now you're absolutely right and like I love that you use the hair example because we saw like a complete shift happen complete in the, in the industry mm-hmm. like they were like oh these sisters not buying up these perms exactly. or relaxing exactly I mean, they're not buying this up anymore. Okay, we got to pivot. Yeah. We, we have to change with them. What can we do? It wasn't like we were going with what mm-hmm. they were telling we need to do as consumer. We were like, nah, this this is where we stand mm-hmm. on this matter. Mm-hmm. Is We want to be healthier. We want our hair to be healthier. Mm-hmm. We don't want to put these chemicals in our hair anymore. Mm-hmm. This is the, the path we're going mm-hmm. on. Either y'all keep up with us or get mm-hmm. left behind. Mm-hmm. We'll start making our own hair right, products. Right, right. And the same can be said for makeup. Yes. Like, like look over time, you know, there were, um, 
it was really, really hard at a period of time for a woman with your complexion to actually find the oh, makeup that worked for her. Super hard. It might have been a little easier for someone my complexion, but it still was difficult to find, you know, the the makeup that worked. And when we collectively said, hey, we're not going to be out here just spending our money for y'all to keep on giving us this crappy stuff for our skin. More black skincare companies started emerging. Mm -hmm. We started supporting them. They started to flourish. And then mainstream started paying attention. And you got these major brands with whole lines dedicated. Now. Just to us now. Now. Right? But it took us. Look at all these shades we got (laughs) now for y'all. Come back. Buy our products. We need you. But it took us. Yes. You know stopping some of the nonsense that was going on within stopping saying well my skin cuter than your skin we could that's another episode for another day (laughs) but we had to deal with that internal pain and get to a place where we're like no 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 bj skin is beautiful and mj skin is beautiful you gonna make a product that's gonna work where we we can all be happy that's it and look what happened we, we changed result, the industry. We changed the industry. We changed the whole industry, a yep. whole makeup industry. The whole <laughs> makeup industry. Because we said y'all need to be more inclusive exactly. and, and come up with a variety for our skin tones. Exactly. And it took us being unified, mm-hmm. being unified and being collect- yep. a collective. Yep. And it can work. And yeah. so that's why I'm like, we, we have to get to that point where we realize that we're more powerful together yes. than we are separate. Yes. Until we get there, then I think we're always going to, I don't think we'll never flourish and reach the heights that we can reach unless we try to do it as a collective. As a collective, absolutely. And that not only works on a macro level, but it also works on a micro level as well. Yes. That same type of support works. The same changing of the trajectory works for changing the the culture at your church, changing the culture at Mm. your job. It can work. Changing the culture in your sorority or your organization. It can work. Helping a sister out that's going through depression, changing the stigma around mental health helping us forming a, a bond a unit around a sister that is um, um going through a divorce or uh, suicidal thoughts or whatever the case may be like we have so much power uh, to be able to to get this done i'm seeing a beautiful movement and shift now towards uh hope i'm pronouncing it right doulas Yes. Uh, for, for, Ooh, yes, for and, and yes. midwives, um, so that black women, so we can deal with this disparity of us not getting the type of health care we need and yeah. the and the mortality rates and all of that when we go to the hospital. And now I'm seeing a shift towards that. And that's because we're getting behind each other. And so we've got to do that. That's women's empowerment. Mm-hmm. And I need everybody to hear that. Before you go have another brunch and before you sell <laughs> any more tickets, girl. <laughs> Let me tell you this, sis, before you have, before you go to Eventbrite and set up any more women's empowerment brunch, brunches, okay? Make sure you're doing that on a day-to-day basis with Mm. the women around you. Make sure you're doing that in the communities where you're already serving. Make sure you're doing it at your job, okay? Make sure that you are empowering women in your church. Make sure that you are empowering the woman that's checking out your groceries, the the waitress that's bringing your food to the table, the the lady that's doing your hair. Making sure that women's empowerment is a full-time job. It does not just Mm. happen when you are standing up there with your big-ticket item, okay? I get it. I want to come. I want to support your brunch, but not if I see you being mean and 
being nasty and raggedy to some woman that you just saw, you know, standing next to you, mm-hmm, I can't mm-hmm. hear you then. Mm-hmm. I can't hear you if you dragging Simone Biles in the comments and then you got the nerve to go over here and say you finna have a, a women's empowerment brunch. You need to be empowered yourself, sis. So I just need all of us to understand that, that this is all of our responsibility. And it can happen little by little, you know, and, and on a daily basis. I try not to miss an opportunity to motivate, to inspire, to make a woman feel good about herself. Yes. I try not to miss that opportunity, especially a black woman. Mm-hmm. If I can, anything, girl, I like your shoes. Girl, you wearing it. Girl, yes. you need to strut. Girl, how you doing? You got a beautiful smile. Anything, any little thing. That is women's empowerment. It yes, doesn't it have is. to happen at brunch. Yes. Okay, <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't need to just happen there. Mm-hmm. It's got to happen every day. Every day, everyday actions. We need to be living it, and we need to be examples of what it looks like. Yeah. It can't just be like you said, one-off events. I'm glad you brought that up because I, I do see a lot of the women's events pop up, and I'm like, it's okay, trendy. you know, that seems dope. I mm-hmm. would go support it just because you know I support sisters. But I'm like, all right, but I. I are you living this every day, exactly. like you said? And so I do think it's, it's important to be accountable, mm-hmm. uh, hold ourselves accountable to to make sure we're living up to that. Yeah, yep. yep. because I don't need to just know how you're doing at the brunch. I need to know how did you treat that woman that came to your church and you feel like her, sh- her skirt was too short? Right. How do you treat her? Talk, talk to me about that. I'm watching that before I watch you talk about stand up at a women's empowerment brunch and, you know, do all the hype. Mm-hmm. I get it, but I need to see what you're doing regularly. Yeah. How bad did you drag Beyonce when you didn't like her song? <laughs> you thought she was demonic. What did you say about her? Illuminati as and all a that woman. Stuff. <laughs> did you tear her down? Did you try to say anything to build her up or encourage her? What did you do? You know, those are the things that I think we we don't realize. Sisterhood covers that. Yeah. Sisterhood is love, and love covers. That is the point. Yeah. So, and it's important. We got to have it, but yes. we got to heal first. We got to heal. And I'm glad you touched on that too. And I just want to go back and say um, that your spoken word that you did earlier, that was so powerful. And um, I hope you get to perform that. So it's something, I, I don't know what, but maybe we can have an event because that was so good. I was like, if we do something in person, you got to perform that one talking about that's not the first time we talked about it oh my goodness we got to figure out how we can do something in person it's gonna happen because we keep saying it yeah yeah. okay so we'll figure that out but but yeah no this has been a good good discussion yes yes i've enjoyed it and i you know let's all just make up our minds to be better sisters yes let's and it's not always easy jesus (laughs) it's not because people will challenge you but try to let the god in you arise you know, mm. and let's all just just make a decision to try to be the best that you can be for yourself first. Be at your best first mm-hmm. and then try to go out here and be the best sister that you can be. Because that's how the world can change. Love yeah. it. I, I can't think of a better way to close. I love that. All right, y'all. All right, as always, stay up. Stay up. We'll talk to y'all next time.